Lord, First Thess- Thessalonians uh, 5, 16 to 24. <clears throat> Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. <clears throat> do not quench the spirit, do not despise the words of prophets, but test everything, hold fast to what is good, abstain from every form of evil. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do this. This is the word of the Lord. When I hear uh, the word Christmas, the first image that comes to my mind, or uh, first emotion, or first thing that comes to my mind is uh, joy. Joy characterizes uh, Christmas. Bright lights, uh, joyful Christmas carols. Some radio stations, if you turn it on, all the Christmas carols from uh, December. I love that. And joy of giving gifts and receiving gifts, parties, and good food. Christmas is a season of joy. It symbolizes life is good. It symbolizes the happiness of life. But the problem of the joy that we feel during Christmas does not last too long. It is short-lived. When the lights are down, And when carol songs stop and the bills of Christmas shopping, spending come in the mail and all we see is uh, our weight gain, we come back to our gloomy reality. That's why February is the most depressing month of the year. In January, at least, It's a new beginning. At least you have some hope that something is starting. But in February, we have nothing. Nothing to look forward to. So government was worried. So they created a family day, long weekend. And a long time ago, university already, they sensed the depression of students. And also suicidal rate is uh, pretty high, so they created a reading week in February. So, I guess the joy that we know is not something that lasts for a long time. The joy that we know is a very short-lived experience or a feeling. Is joy just momentary feeling? And that's about it? Do we have to keep creating our environment, either buying things or having a party or listening to music or watching movies? By doing all these things, do we just keep uh, uh, doing this to have joy? There's no such thing as everlasting joy 
It's just instant, uh, instantaneous and temporary, uh, momentary feeling. That's about it. But when you look at the scripture, especially when you hear the words from St. Paul, his joy was different from the joy that we know. Paul said, rejoice always. How can you rejoice always? There are times when you are depressed. There are times when you're sad. There are times when you go through difficulties. How can you rejoice always? But Paul said, rejoice always. So at least his understanding of joy was not a momentary thing or instantaneous thing. He always had it. Always had it. Rejoice always. So, I want to think about what that joy looks like. Not just during Christmas season, but also in February. Not just on bright sunny day, but also on gloomy rainy day. Not just when I'm at the party, but when I'm alone at home. How can I have that joy? We read Paul's words in uh, uh, letter, his letter to uh, Thessalonians, uh, Rejoice Always. But he talks about joy more in an emphatic way in Philippians rather than Thessalonians. In Philippians, he says, I will say it again, rejoice. whole book is about joy. But ironically, uh, he wrote that letter uh, from prison. He was in prison when he wrote it. But the prison system at that time was very different from the prison system right now. We at least have a legal process. But at that time, a lot of times, there's, there was no legal proceeding. If the guard says, kill him, then he could be killed the next day. So he didn't know what he would expect tomorrow. In that situation, he said, rejoice. Rejoice always. I realize that the joy Paul is talking about, as well as other spiritual qualities too, did not come from circumstances, exciting atmosphere around him. He did not draw joy from outside. Somehow he had joy within him. And I realized realized that nothing in the world can produce or manufacture joy. Even food cannot uh, produce joy to everyone. Some people enjoy the food, but some people, even though it's delicious food, they don't even enjoy it. They don't get joy out of it. So nothing in the world can produce or manufacture The everlasting joy. The joy that comes from our circumstances can make us more depressed, actually, once that circumstances disappear, change. Joy is within us. 
In the Gospel of John, there's a very interesting, uh, very strange kind of uh, statement. It says, whoever believes in me, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Rivers of living water flow from within you. And Jesus is talking about this Holy Spirit, actually. But I realized that that is what joy looks like. Looks like rivers of living water flowing out of you. So in your, in, in your consciousness or in your existence, there's a flow of living water. And that is what joy looks like. It is the power of life. It brings vitality to our existence. It is the energy that boosts up otherwise tasteless existence. When joy touches it, everything comes alive. It's an energy. It's not just feeling or it's not just emotion, but it's the energy that is flowing within us. So whenever this joy within us touches anything, it comes alive. So it's not just emotion. It's not just feeling. It is the energy that is flowing within you. That's why rejoice always. That's why you can rejoice always. And there's another aspect of this joy. When God created the world, God said, it is good. It is good. Good? It is satisfied joy. Satisfied smile. God created the heaven and earth and everything, and then he saw he was satisfied. And he enjoyed the creation. It is good. So I realized that joy, another aspect of joy is deep-seated satisfaction. It's not just the energy that boosts up your existence, but it just calms you. It gives you tremendous satisfaction. Okay, it is good. Life is good. Your life is completely in God's hands. That awareness. You don't need to worry about anything. That sense. Then you can, when you have that sense, you can start enjoying your life rather than worrying about your life. Your taste bud comes alive, and so you can enjoy your food. Your ears are open, and so you can enjoy your music. Your spirit is alive, and so you can enjoy the divine presence. We need joy within us to enjoy life. I don't think we need that much money to enjoy life, to be truth. 
when we have joy within us, we can enjoy things that are not that are not that extraordinary. When you're joyful because if you have lots of money, that's great. But if you're joyful, even though you don't have much money, that is really good. That is what joy within us looks like. The joy that comes not from money, but from within. That gives energy and satisfaction. If you have reason to be joyful, that's good. But even if you are joyful, even when you're sad, that is really good. After KSM service, one person uh, came up. Moksanim, how can you be joyful when you're sad? <laughs> how can you be joyful when you're sad? I think we can be joyful even when we cry. Does it make sense? It doesn't seem to make sense, but it seems to make sense on, somehow. I felt that. And that was what St. Paul said in Second Corinthians. This is what he said. Listen. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. While he was sorrowful, he was rejoicing. As poor, yet making many rich. As having nothing, and yet possessing everything. That's a spiritual secret. Spiritual truth. When we have joy, even though we are sad, the joy doesn't disappear. Because joy is not a feeling. Joy is not a feeling. The joy does not disappear even when we are hurt. The joy does not disappear even when we are hard-pressed from all sides. The joy within us is always there. But you, do you know what the true characteristic of joy is? Joy within us is different from the joy that you get from circumstances. You know what the difference is? The true characteristic of joy within you? The joy within you makes others happy. That's what joy within you does. Joy within you makes other people joyful. The joy you get from the world makes you happy. But the joy the Spirit gives within us make others happy. Making others joyful is my joy. Sometimes I get a reply for uh, my inner voice. Uh, whatever they uh, got uh, whatever message they got from the inner voice, sometimes some people write a short reply to me. And when I realize that 
something that I write, very short, touched their lives and made them joyful, that gives me tremendous joy. Making others happy is the best joy you can ever ask for. Making you happy is not that great of joy. But making others happy because of you gives you tremendous joy. Joy is contagious. Trying to make others, other people joyful when you are not joyful, that's hypocrisy. Or you're a clown. But joy is contagious. When I'm joyful, it makes people around me joyful. There are people like that. When they're present, somehow that whole atmosphere come alive. The whole place is like a new light comes in, comes on. And they make everything bright. But some people come in, it's dark. They make everything dark and gloomy. Wherever Jesus was, he made people happy. You know, Jesus loved parties. He always did a lot of parties. That's why people accuse him, you're drunkard and glutton to Jesus. Because he loved parties. When Jesus first called disciples, most of them were from John. You know John, John the Baptist? He was in the wilderness. The camels clothed and he, didn't, he only ate like honey, wild honey and like very ascetic life he lived. So all the disciples followed John with expecting that. And now John told them to follow Jesus. So they started following Jesus. Do you know the first place Jesus took these disciples to? It was not the mountain to pray. It was a wedding party. And he enjoyed. And he taught them how to enjoy life. He taught them what joy looks like. The deeper your faith is, the deeper joy will flow out of you. Don't try to influence other people by trying to change them. The best influence you can give to others is to make them happy and joyful. But often, we make other people miserable. We make other people sad. We create so much problem to other people rather than making them happy, joyful. It's our job to make others happy. In your family, it is your job to make your spouse and to make other people around you, to make your children happy. Don't try to make other people miserable. That's not the right thing to do. 
make other people happy. If they are happy because of you, thank God and praise God. Take joy wherever you go. Take smile wherever you go. Rejoice always. There will be people whose joy is restored because of your joy. When the deep-seated joy comes out of comes out from within us and becomes a song, that song will hit the joy that is hidden in others and their song will come out as a beautiful melody. That's what joy is like. Joy is the best medicine. When we restore our joy, much of our illness will be healed. This world needs more joy. Too depressing, too gloomy. We need joy. Let us rejoice our lives. Let us sing together.